Good afternoon, greater Philadelphia area. This is Tool Time Real Estate Radio on WWDB, 860 AM. I'm Tom Tool. She's Sarah Timon. She's Stacey Mitchell. And we all work at the Tom Tool Sales Group at REMAX Mainline, the number one REMAX team in Pennsylvania since 2018, number 11 in the country. And we've got a special guest on today's show, Alexis Murphy from Tomo Mortgage Networks. You can visit them at hellotomo.com. That's T-O-M-O. Alexis, thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me. And we're streaming live every single week on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. Just look up Tom Tool Sales Group. So we're going to talk about Tomo Mortgage, one of the most innovative mortgage companies, I would argue, on the planet right now. Before we get to that at the end, the Federal Reserve had a meeting last week. And the Federal Reserve raised the federal funds rate by 25 basis points. The fascinating thing that happened, because this was kind of expected, this is what a lot of people thought would happen, is we saw mortgage rates come down into the low sixes. They've danced around a little bit. Now they're back up to about six and three eighths as of today. What do we think after this Fed meeting? The tone was a little different from Jerome Powell this time around. He wasn't as much of a hawk as they, they, they called him a dove, dovish tone. I didn't know that was a thing. Um, <laughs> What, what, what's the reaction now? What are we seeing? I mean, th- this has been a little bit of an about face for the Fed, and obviously we can talk about how that's going to impact the market. What's our initial reaction here, ladies? Yeah, I mean, I was, I'm glad they only raised it a quarter of a percent. I mean, some of the language here, like indicating there's a chance maybe this is the last rate hike that we see for mm-hmm. a little bit is, is welcomed news um, because that's a little different from what I feel like the conversation had been um, earlier this year, which was all just kind of like, we're going to keep going, we're going to keep going. Um, and that's a welcomed break for uh, for buyers and a nice little uh, drop in interest rates. So exciting. I think that uh, maybe they got a little nervous because of the bank failures right before their announcement. Right. Um, so maybe they did pull back slightly that maybe they were going to go, um, you know, 50 basis points, but they decided, okay, we better cool our jets a little mm-hmm. bit. Um, but then they don't want to, you know, kind of back off on, on their firm stance on, uh, you know, getting this inflation under control by way of, uh, you know, totally destroying the economy. <laughs> so I think they kind of pulled back a little bit, um, but I think there probably will be more coming because I really don't see how this is going to affect the inflation rate. I mean, that, that, that's quite interesting here because all along they've been talking about we want 2% inflation, and we saw inflation project a little higher in the last report than where the Federal Reserve wanted it. Um, they don't seem to feel that it's a bad thing if the housing market is a casualty of all this. And that that seems to be the the message coming out of the Fed. Uh, If you look at the predictions for what will happen at the next Fed meeting, because I I always find it interesting to see how the market reacts to this stuff, because a couple weeks ago, it was almost a guarantee we were going to see a 50 basis point increase. And then the Fed backed off of that after we saw some banking failures and the run on Silicon Valley Bank, as well as the signature bank failure that happened literally right before the meeting. So we've got 35 days and 22 hours between now and the next Federal Reserve meeting. And uh, CME Group, they do a kind of like a, like a Fed Watch tool predictor. And th- this thing varies by day. It's fascinating to me that it, it even earlier today when I looked at this to prep for the show, it was like a 50-50 chance they either do zero or 25 basis points. Now, at you know, 3 o'clock in the afternoon, we're seeing a 57.4% chance there's a zero basis point increase. So 
you know what 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 I look at here is the 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 tone of how Jerome Powell addressed reporters on Wednesday, and um, they specifically mentioned the events in the banking system over the past two weeks, and he believes they're going to result in tighter credit conditions for small businesses which is going to affect economic outcomes. And I think that was a big driver behind the 25 basis point uh, increase versus 50. And um, then, you know, there's other people that are saying, we don't know if ongoing rate increases are going to be appropriate. And we anticipate, and this is from Jerome Powell, that some additional policy firming may be appropriate, meaning that, you know, they're, they're going to hold, hold, the, hold, the, hold the line here and stick to the plan instead of continuing to raise rates. So, I mean, it's I don't think anyone knows what's going to happen right now. Um, the best news here is how the 30 year reacted to all this, because a couple of weeks ago we were north of 7 percent on rates. And that's that's not good for the housing market. One day we were at 6 percent. Well, yeah, was it was 6 percent on Friday. <laughs> yeah. And they came up to about six and three eighths yesterday and they've been holding there today. Mm-hmm. So we've got a Lexus here. So what kind of rates are you? How, how have you guys been dealing with this? Because you're on the other side here. We're always talking about, like, what does it mean for buyers? What does it mean for sellers? You work with a lot of buyers. How how has your company dealt with this volatility, in part thanks to the Fed and their constant interest rate hikes that we've seen for for months now? Yeah, I mean it's definitely been a challenge, um, just navigating the market in in general and helping buyers navigate that market. Um, you know, we've done a couple things, right? We've we've obviously just focused on talking with buyers about their buying power. What does it mean? How do interest rates impact that? Um, and, you know, what can they still do in a market that feels so uncertain? Um, we were able to launch a product that allows buyers to lock in their interest rate for um, an extended period of time, up to 120 days. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's definitely helped put their mind at ease a bit. Um, you know, that product specifically, they don't have to be under contract on a property. So we've allowed them to lock in an interest rate, go ahead and still shop for a home and still feel like they're in control of their home buying journey while the mortgage um, interest rates are kind of jumping all over the place. Yeah, that's huge. Well, I mean, think about that for how many, how many buyers have you had that like kind of are kicking themselves that they didn't, and especially last year, I think this year it's been a little different because we were at like seven in October and they came down. How many of those folks were like, oh, should have listened to you, Stacey or or Sarah, you were right. And then all of a sudden we've got fallout and and it affects their housing budget. Yeah. Yeah. A lot. Yeah. It's there's quite a number of clients that wish they would have, quote, overpaid on the house last year. Right. Mm-hmm. With the lower interest rates. Right. Then instead of overpaying and higher interest rates this year. Right. Right. So um, you, it's, you know, trying to time the market is never a good idea. Yeah. But uh, I had a client tell me yesterday that six uh, percent was great. Like she was excited about six yeah. percent. So six percent is great. historically. It is. Yeah. It is. But what you get used to hear people hearing say, "Oh my gosh, they're so high," um, that really that was the first time I heard a positive reaction to the interest rates. Yeah, I mean, I feel like for everybody, hindsight's twenty twenty. You know, yeah. like mm-hmm. it's you realize like how how good it was when it was there. But um, yeah, I mean, I think if we can if we can stick closer to this six percent uh, rate, and you know, the further we can stay away from seven. Um, you know, the more positive I think it'll be for, for everybody. Well, and, and if you look at demand, I mean, we've seen this firsthand. Uh, Keeping Current Matters does a great job with this chart they put together where it's when you get, like, close to seven, the demand just wanes, like, automatically. But at six, it's it's pretty strong. And we're going to get into something about who the buyer population is right now in the next segment. Th- this is good for sellers and it's good for buyers. When homes become unaffordable, 
sellers say, well, we're not moving. We're staying put. And and it's we've got this battle right now of unlocking inventory and being able to afford homes at, at, at a number that people feel comfortable with, with all the inflation we've seen in pricing over the past couple of years. So what, what do we anticipate happens here? I mean, they're calling this a dovish hike. I, I think that's a dumb word, but I get it. Um, I mean, I guess that's like a peaceful bird compared to a hawk. So um, I'm glad, glad you got a kick out of that, Sarah. So. <laughs> So, um, and, and the Mortgage Bankers Association chief economist, uh, he, you know, he believes that home buyers have shown themselves to be very sensitive to any changes in mortgage rates. And with this move by the Reserve, um, you know, the Mortgage Bankers Association is holding to its forecast that mortgage rates are likely to trend down over the course of this year, which should support the purchase market. Do we think that's going to continue to happen? Like, what, what do we see as it looks like, it, even if the Fed does raise rates the next meeting, I don't think it lasts much longer. I see maybe one more interest rate hike, and that's going to be it. And it, and I'm glad we have 35 days instead of, like, a short window coming up where it's, like, another, like, 25, 30 days. Like, there, there's a little yeah. time to let this play out. So do we see rates coming down towards the end of the year? I think that, that that's a big question. That, and, and, look, none of us know. Alexis may know better than the three of us. What are the predictions given the Fed? I mean, this is the first time they've kind of chilled out at the, at the, uh, at, at the post-meeting comments here. I mean, I, I hope that they trend down. Um, if we're going to talk birds here, I feel like a hawk can just swoop in and eat a dove whenever it wants. So I think if he has the op, like if things shift a little bit, like I wouldn't be surprised for like the hawk to come back out. But uh, I hope that they that they trend down. <laughs> well, I think that um, it it was shown what what all the the quick uh, hikes over a short period of time has resulted in, in these mm-hmm. bank failures. So there is real, um, there's real repercussions from what they were trying to do. And it did not affect the interest rates. <laughs> I mean, the uh, inflation rates very much, but it did, you know, create unemployment. But even that the unemployment rate is still very low. So it's not really accomplishing what they intended it to do. The unintended consequences were the bank failures, right. which is a much bigger mm-hmm. Uh, problem. Obviously, our government, you know, had to bail out the banks and a lot of it was for what was it? Thirteen point one billion dollars were the majority of the assets that were covered at um, the Silicon Valley Bank. So it just shows you it wasn't the little guys being bailed out. It was the big guys being bailed out. And um, it just has, you know, repercussions across the whole country and people get really nervous. Um, and I think that that fear creates a lot of anxiety for home buyers. Absolutely. You know, they're they're worried, they're concerned about what's going to yeah. happen next. Mm-hmm. So I think if they just chill out and just slow the roll here and let organically, you know, the economy kind of level out a little bit, maybe we'll see, you know, things just quiet down a little bit and let it organically organically home- find homeostasis within our financial situation here. Yeah, I would say definitely. Let it let it chill out a little bit, but also talk to the professionals. Talk to a mortgage mm-hmm. professional. Professional, the sooner the better. Um, understand your financial situation. Understand, you know, what you're working with because knowledge is power. We all know that. So we definitely don't want um, there to be any surprises to you as the home buyer. Um, and and the mortgage professionals will will talk to you about their opinions and and you know what we really think is going to happen with the market. Agreed. 
Well, at Silicon Valley Bank, I mean, it, it, there, there's actually this is happening um, uh, right now. So there's a there's a, a, fed, uh, a federal government hearing um, where the vice chair for supervision is testifying at uh, a, a Senate Banking, Housing and Urban Affairs Committee right now. And everyone knew customers withdrew forty two billion dollars on the ninth. But there was going to be another hundred billion that would have gone out the next day, and so they would have had a total withdrawal of one hundred forty-two billion, which is eighty-one percent of SVB's um, uh, one hundred seventy-five billion in deposits. So I mean, they, they literally they would have been sucked out of all their money here, which which is wild. And you know, part of this, I I, I don't know why. I, I I hate to say I blame the bank, but they had such a risky portfolio. I mean, yeah. your crypto VCs. Right? I mean, you know, it's so. And when you let this stuff go on, it creates more fear in the marketplace. I mean, everyone was talking about crypto like it was the next best thing, and and obviously it's it's had a little bit of a different reaction. Um, I do agree with both of you. I think just letting stuff chill out a little bit is gonna gonna really go a long way here, and it's gonna be super super helpful. So, you know, with that, uh, let's let's talk about how this affects the market. So. In my view, this is good news for housing. Rates have come down. Looks like they're kind of settling in a little bit because they were as high as even six and a half last week. So we're still below that. For the person that's thinking about buying a home right now, and then we're going to hit on sellers because I find there's some interesting data we're going to unpack here uh, in, in the next segment. For home buyers, what should they be thinking right now? Because I would argue this might be the best time to buy a home since like September of last year. Yeah, I mean, I think again, focus on the on the monthly payment. See what you can afford, and um, you know, just kind of reiterate that no one knows with any like certainty what is going to happen next with rates with the market. So, if the right home pops up and you can afford that monthly payment at the rate where it is now, that's not a bad decision to go in and and get that under contract. Yeah, I agree. Um, we've been trying to predict the market for the past couple of years now. and <laughs> How'd that go for you? Uh, nah, no, not very good. But um, I agree with Sarah. I think that you have to focus on your monthly payment. What is your motivation? Why do you want to get into a house? Are you renting and your rent is continuing to climb So, and you're just wasting money? You know, mm-hmm. put it into a home. Put it into an investment. Um, it's, it's definitely your money is better in real estate than it would be just sitting somewhere else mm-hmm. um, and then you paying rent and that just doesn't go to um, any kind of it, it's not benefiting you in any way it's benefiting somebody else you're paying somebody else's mortgage and their insurance and taxes so yes reevaluate your motivation why you're moving talk with professionals talk with your your lender talk with uh, an agent Make sure that all your ducks are all lined up and in a row, and you want to make sure that you're fully prepared because when you get out there and you're trying to find a home <laughs> that suits your needs and uh, falls into your price range, then you're going to get a, make a move on it. And in order to do that, to submit offers, you have to have everything lined up and ready to go because this market right. is moving quickly despite what you hear on some of the national news. Mm-hmm. Um, in our local market, it, it does move very quickly, so you want to be best prepared. That's really well said, and the the payment thing is real. Um, and I, I I see Alexis nodding her head. I mean, when you tell a buyer like rates moved up an eighth of a point, they're like, well, what did that do to my payment? Mm-hmm. That that that's right. a number one. So I mean, if you look at just what happened from 
going from north of seven to where we are right now, when we take our median sale price of let's call it you know four twenty six or so, I mean that's that's over two hundred dollars a month savings. Like that that's substantial for a lot of people. That can be the difference between buying a home and not buying a home for a lot of folks, or qualifying. Not if they're okay with the budget, but it might hit their DTI ceilings, their debt to income ratio. So focusing on payments to me is is what's gonna really affect people because everyone's been complaining about rates. We've heard this objection over and over. And if you look at that on top of the other data that we talked about last week, where we saw inventory tick up a little bit, well, if you look at Bucks, Chester, Delaware, Montgomery uh, counties, as well as Philadelphia, we saw over 1,000 new listings hit the market last week compared to 562 the week before. So we saw double the amount of new listings, and we saw... (laughs) Yay. (laughs) We saw double the amount of new listings, and we saw that... Payments came down. I mean, this is what people have been waiting for. This is no different than when rates came down in, in November. And there's an opportunity here. And with, I'm clear there's going to be more inventory coming on the market. It's not going to be less. I, I'm really feeling like we bottomed out here. To me, it's you got to talk to somebody. You got to get your ducks in a row. You got to make sure if you're getting a loan, you get the loan all pre, pre-approved and ready to go, get a pre-commitment. Mm-hmm. You can't wait until you're, you see the home to make all these decisions. And that's the mistake a lot of people are making right now. Uh, so that's really, really valuable. Anything else for buyers they should be aware of knowing this news? Understand how to write a solid offer. And it's not necessarily based on purchase price. So there's terms, other terms that you can um, offer to the seller, but you want to put yourself in the strongest, best position possible to get your offer accepted. So I think just sitting down, talking to an agent that knows these things, that can explain in detail what everything means, what's inspections, what's transfer tax, what's, you know, just go in detail of the contract and give you suggestions on how to make a super strong offer to mm-hmm. beat out the competition, I think that then you're going to be fully prepared. Right. Yeah. And I mean, I think sometimes you do, you have to take those extra steps to secure the property and you will never know at the end of the day, did I give a little bit too much or like, you know, or did I just get it by like that one hair, you know, like, but if you really want, if you really want the home and I think sometimes it does take losing a house or two that you really Mm -hmm. love to kind of get there but like it's secure the property you know Mm -hmm. like and if that meant that you paid a couple thousand extra but like that was the strongest offer that you could put in and that you were able to you know we talk a lot about what numbers stick out the most to sellers and that it's not always something that ends in like a zero or a five so Mm -hmm. you know if you put that extra like 2500 in to just kind of really sweeten that a little bit and maybe you at the end of the day like that wasn't necessary but you got the house like think think big picture here yes yep on top of all that you guys both said it like have like a plan right like on like know what your plan is know what your numbers are and like do all the prep work before you go out and look i I cannot stress this enough i mean can you imagine um and and, uh, you know you're 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 getting ready for something like a surgery right you know what they do they prep you for the surgery they don't just say hey Sarah, you got something wrong? We're going in. Let's go. Like It never works that way, right? When you fly a plane, what do they do? They check everything in the plane before they take off. Like This isn't uh, you know some gangster move where they're jumping on a plane and flying right away. So the preparation here is so important, and so many agents have been skipping this constantly because they're used to the 2020 market that is way in the rear view. Mm-hmm. So what about a seller? A seller hears this. To me, I've got some very clear opinions here, but what should sellers be thinking now that rates have come down? We've seen hopefully the first signs of inventory bottoming out. 
How are you advising those people? Then we'll we'll, we'll take a quick break here. Um, I mean, my advice would be get your home on the market now while rates have dipped a little bit and before inventory. Because, like, you know, as the buyer, you want a lot of inventory. As the seller, you don't want there to be a ton of a ton of inventory and a ton of similar homes right there that if they don't get yours, then they can they can get the next one. So um, before the inventory levels, you know, continue to rise too much, like this is kind of a sweet spot to to get out there. It's starting to be nice out. People are like in a better mood, you know. Um, I think it's it's a good time to you don't want to wait until all of your flowers. I feel like a lot of people, you know, they're like, oh, but for like yep. aesthetics, like, you know, right now, like my trees still don't have leaves and it's, you know, it's Who not cares? Quite as beautiful. <laughs> Who cares? Like get it out there. And I think that sometimes for buyers, it's kind of nice to see things when it is in its barest form because like mm-hmm. it's only going to like get lusher and get better get looking beautiful. from there. Like you're seeing it naked. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I bought my I home like in that. the middle of the winter. Yeah. So I'm excited to see it flourish. Yeah. <laughs> so you have something to look forward to. Exactly. But I agree. Yeah. So yeah. It, sellers, um, it doesn't, it's not instantaneously that your house goes on the market. Mm-hmm. So just because you talk to an agent today doesn't mean you're going to be live on the right. market tomorrow. Right. This takes time. Mm-hmm. So again, you need a plan. And you want to be able to have all the information, you know, what needs to be done, what what would you like to be done, what is unnecessary mm-hmm. to do mm-hmm. uh, in prepping your home to hit the market. It, it's a process. You have to do the seller's disclosure. I mean, yeah. how long does that take? Right. <laughs> so don't think that just because, you know, you want to you're thinking about, oh, I'm going to wait. It takes a pro- it takes time and we move at your pace. So mm-hmm. You should talk to somebody now, even if you want to put your home on the market June 1st. Right. Talk to somebody now. Find right. out the process and what you have to do so that you can plan. Right. Well, and you're, right now, I mean, anything you do, I mean, it's, it's going to take a good two weeks to properly launch the property. This is what mm-hmm. people always forget, and they don't, they don't want to put that prep work in. So if I'm a seller, like you said, Sarah, I'm seeing inventory come up. I'm like, man, Get the landscaper out here. Let's throw some mulch down and call it a day. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, like, do, like, the winter cleanup. Don't – it doesn't – you're not – things bloom when they bloom. I, right. I, mm-hmm. I hear this every year, by the way. It, yeah. it just makes no sense to me, but it, it happens. So uh, I would I would accelerate the process if I'm a seller because, you know, there's no guarantee rates continue to go down. There's no guarantee we're not going to see more inventory. And at some point, it's going to go the other way. Mm-hmm. And you never want to be the person that misses the market trying to time the market. And I've seen that happen, too. And for sellers, if it, you know if there's less competition, then your buyer pool is greater, and that creates more competition for your home. So if you're getting multiple offers, you're going to find that buyers are going to be willing to do things mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. pay for your transfer tax or waive inspections. Mm-hmm. Sellers love when buyers are willing to waive inspections. Oh yeah, it's just one less contingency and less hassle that they have to deal with. Right. So definitely, you want more buyers looking at your home, more offers on your home. So the less inventory, the less competition, it's going to be benefit you. Yep. That, that's always been the case, no matter the market. You want to be the only game out there because there's someone that's got to buy a home today. We just got to find them. So positive news here for the market. I'm optimistic. I'm feeling like a positive Pete today. So we're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back. There's been a little bit of a change in the biggest population of buyers. I, I, I find this fascinating. We're going to unpack that next. And then we're going to talk about Tomo Mortgage and Tomo Mortgage Network. This is Tool Time Real Estate Radio on WWDB 860 AM.
When you're getting a mortgage, you shouldn't have to sacrifice great service just to get a great rate. At Mortgage America, we've been lending with this philosophy for over 35 years. We have access to great low rates without the complications and delays of big or online banks. We're a local Pennsylvania lender with loan officers that you can actually meet. As PHFA's number one lender, we specialize in all residential mortgage programs, including first-time buyer programs and low-down payment options. For your free pre-approval, call us at 610-439-8000 or apply online at mymortgageamerica.com. For the best local mortgage service and great rates on your money, look no further than Mortgage America. We have been operating in the greater Philadelphia area for 40 years with a focus on smooth, easy access to home purchasing. Whether you're a first-time buyer, upsizing or downsizing, or just refinancing, we have programs for you. We also have closing cost assistance programs and access to subsidized interest rates. Pre-approval is free, no costs or commitments. To learn more, visit our website at mymortgageamerica.com or give us a call at 610-439-8000. We always have a person available to take your call with around-the-clock human service. Purchase your home with the personalized local service you find at Mortgage America. Mortgage America is an equal housing lender, NMLS 128501. The Tom Tool Sales Group is the number one REMAX team in Pennsylvania with over $165 million in volume for 2021. I'm Tom Tool, and our team has achieved that kind of success by being a great place to work with and to work for. No one knows Greater Philly better than we do. We know real estate, but more importantly, we're real people. We hire the best agents, and we give them all the tools to succeed. Even our brand new agents sell 17 to 24 homes a year because our team delivers the best experience in real estate. Teams deliver a better experience than individuals, and we're a top 1% real estate team in the country. We call it AAA service. We're your advocate, ally, and advisor. Because this isn't a transaction to us. It's a relationship. If you're buying or selling a home, call the Tom Tool Sales Group at REMAX Main Line at 610-692-6976 or visit TomTool.com. That's TomTool.com. Sell your home for more and remember the real estate golden rule. You always get more when you work with Tom Tool. Have you considered a career in real estate? Do you want control over your income? Whether you have a license or not, call us today at 610-692-6976 or visit TomTool.com. Join our team, the Tom Tool Sales Group at REMAX Mainline. Welcome back to Tool Time Real Estate Radio on WWDB 860 AM. I'm Tom Tool. She's Stacey Mitchell. She's Sarah Time, and we all work with the Tom Tool Sales Group at Remax Mainline, the number one Remax team in Pennsylvania since 2018, number 11 in the country last year. And we're here with special guest Alexis from Tomo Mortgage Networks. You can visit them at hellotomo.com. That's the site you want to go to because apparently the other one is a dark website in Japan or something <laughs> like that. So, um, Alexis, thanks again for coming on. Um, she's a manager and business development uh, with Tomo Mortgage. Um, so we're going to talk all about your company next year. we got a quick segment, and I want to get everyone's take on this real quick. So this to me is, I, I didn't see this coming, um, and, and, and this is not a bad thing. Um, this this article just dropped on Inman News uh, today, actually. So baby boomers, right, the people that everyone's complaining that they're not selling their homes, baby boomers rose from 29% of buyers to 39% of buyers last year, unseating millennials for the greatest share of buyers for the first time since 2014, according to a National Association of Realtors report. Initial reactions. I, I'm I'm stunned. Wow. 
yeah, I was I was very surprised to see that. Yeah. I mean, have you seen this in the market? Like, I mean, what, I mean, you guys are on the ground all the time. I I don't know that I've seen this like flux of baby boomers come to the market. Now these are national numbers, so maybe it's not as regional here as where we are. I, I just I'm, I'm having a hard time with this one. Yeah, I I wouldn't say that that's been my personal experience. It right. hasn't been the balance of my buyers. Yeah, have not been the majority boomers. Right. Wouldn't they be some sellers in there too, though? <laughs> right. Right. And this is wait. Were the, was the numbers that you just broke down for on the purchase end, or to, or just per, transactions? Percentage or? percentage of buyers. Percentage of okay, yeah, buyers. Yeah, I haven't. That has not been my experience. So yeah. so just to be clear, baby boomers are defined as people born from 1946 to 1964, roughly. Um, so um, I mean, it's and and they hold one seventh of the world's wealth right now. I mean, and they own a lot of real estate. And and what they say in this article here, and I, I just, the majority of them are repeat buyers who have so much housing equity and they are being propelled into their dream home, whether it's a place to enjoy retirement or it's a home near friends and family. That I do see. I, I do see a lot of these folks, like they're either going south, they're going to like a, uh, you know, warmer climates, or they're getting close to like their kids and their grandkids. And because of, you know, uh, Baby boomers living healthier and longer, they're making their housing trades later in life. Millennials, on the other hand, fell from 43% to 28% in 2022. Wow. I mean, I, I just, I know who our clients are right now, and I have not seen this personally. Alexis, are you seeing the same thing with your mortgage applicants? Honestly, the that's surprising to me. Not really. Um, I would say we definitely still see quite... I mean, we're a tech-heavy company, so we definitely work a lot with millennials. Mm -hmm. um, but I definitely haven't seen that shift as of late. I mean, is this real? Do they make this up? I, <laughs> this is what I'm wondering here. I guess they're getting the data from somewhere. But I, I do see that there are some boomers that are moving closer to their family. Because mm -hmm. um, I just um, having some recall conversations. Um, yeah. You know, people are if their kids aren't willing to move closer to them, they're like, okay, well, they're not coming here, so we're going to go there. Yeah. Um, I've had a lot of conversations with them, but as far as actually moving forward mm -hmm. with transactions, not not as much. I mean, the conversations are there, for sure. Like, I've had a lot of those those types of conversations. Um, I wonder the boomers, if they're but... more like cash buyers, mm -hmm. and that's why it wouldn't reflect in in the mortgage process yeah maybe because they have so much equity in their yeah, current homes yeah you know, or they can pilfer from their ira and then put it back or the yeah. retirement and then put it back after mm -hmm. the sale of their home um but yeah this is very interesting and probably maybe some of the millennials fell out because of the interest rates mm -hmm. you know they were just yeah. pushed out of the market because of that yeah so th this came from the 2023 home buyers and sellers generational trends report and there's another stat in here, also way outside the norm, that half of recent buyers reported last year moving 50 miles or further. This is the greatest median distance in the survey's history. Usually it's like wow. within seven miles. Seven miles, right, yeah. yeah. So, and I think that would kind of speak to this trend because if you think about it, right, baby boomers tend to live in the more expensive areas just in general, right? I mean, they're, they're, they're living in places that are older communities. And you see a lot of these millennials, they're moving out to like, from Philly to like the edge of Lancaster, like mm -hmm. it's not like like and like chat like like far right. west Chester County or right. very far down south. I mean, we've seen that move happen a lot. Um, and if that's where their kids are moving, they may be doing the same. I don't know. I just find this fascinating. Yeah, 
I think too with the with the remote work, there was some uncertainty around how Great long point. is that gonna how long is that going to be a factor and folks who realized, well, I'm gonna be remote forever or at least <laughs> for the immediate future. Let's go somewhere maybe warmer, somewhere more interesting, more Instagrammable. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I could see people um relocating from the cities like we've seen a lot of action people moving Mm -hmm. from new york city from philly uh from cities in new jersey Mm -hmm. they're coming out here to the suburbs yeah um yeah we definitely have seen a lot of that yeah and i mean for the for the remote work i think that if there are some companies that are starting to like require more in-office days there's others that aren't and maybe you just switch your it's your job. Yeah. <laughs> well, th- there's a lot of that going on, too, because, I mean, just from hiring people, I mean, if someone says they want to work remote, I mean, it's it's like almost like right off the bat. Like they'll they'll, yeah. they'll, they'll say I'm only working remote or and I'm, I'm sure you guys deal with that a lot, too, at, at, at Tomo. Um, and then I've also seen uh, I was actually just out with with coffee with a, with a, uh, a client of mine, um, one of our the best clients I've ever had. And, um, you know, he's getting close to retirement age. So he's in that kind of range. And He's now dialed it back to he's working part-time for his company. He sold his company to a larger company. It was in the uh, validation and compliance business. And he's got a place in the Jersey Shore. He's talking about maybe buying something in Florida. So, you know, he fits that profile, but he's also not selling his current residence either. So I think that's kind of creating some of the challenges maybe we're seeing here. And I would also argue that our market is just different than a lot of national markets. I mean, we don't see the... Uh, Philadelphia and the metro area don't tend to operate the same way that you see people in other parts of the country where they're moving from the Midwest down to Florida or the relocation of Texas that we've seen. Uh, um, we have seen a lot of people move to Florida from here. So That's for sure. Do you think this yeah. is going to help inventory? Well, hmm. Well, if it's like your client that's not selling his home here, yeah. <laughs> it's not helping our inventory. He, he previously downsized. So okay, he downsized okay. from a large single, like a your typical like 20-year property, four-bed, two-and-a-half bath uh, home, and he's in like a cape now. So it's he, he had downsized already. I've got a theory on this, but what do you guys think? I, I mean, the boomers are going to continue to age out, right? That's just a fact of life. So... Um, and it's such a huge segment, not as big as millennials, but it's a huge segment. So they're they're definitely their properties are going to definitely be coming up for sale. It's they're going to have to sell uh, for different reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, but and maybe that would help the millennial population get back into uh, the housing market. Right. My theory is this: they're buying these homes, and they're testing it out to see if they like it there before they sell their other property. This happens a lot, right? Like, I mean, I, I mean, have you seen someone like they they maybe go rent in Florida for like four months and then yes. they decide they're going to move there? Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I think, think so. they're testing out these places they're moving to because we're not seeing a lot of people down. Like, if they're downsizing or they're just buying like a townhome or something, like it's not any anything like that. But a lot of folks are moving out of market um, to retire or get into warmer weather. So I'd imagine this could help inventory long term if this is actually the case. Uh, no one's been talking about this. I, I'm just shocked no one else had, had really unearthed this data until now. This, this is just fascinating to me. Yeah, yeah. I, was, I was surprised by, mm-hmm. by those numbers. Have to strategize around this information. Well, hopefully it'll, it'll get them to sell their houses. <laughs> so on that note, we're going to take a quick break. We're coming back. We're talking about all, all about, excuse me, Tomo Mortgage Network with Alexis Murphy. This is Tool Time Real Estate Radio on WWDB 860 AM. 
You shouldn't have to deal with all the red tape when getting your mortgage from a big or online bank. At Mortgage America, we have access to big bank money, but with the personalized and detailed service of a local bank. We are here in your community and ready to serve with fast settlements, low down payment options, and first-time homebuyer programs. Pre-approval is free, no costs or commitments. For more information, visit our website at mymortgageamerica.com or give us a call at 610-439-8000. I'm Tom Tool of the Tom Tool Sales Group at REMAX Mainline. If you're thinking of becoming a real estate agent in the greater Philly area, I have a special offer for you. Our team did $165 million of volume in 2021, making us the number one REMAX team in Pennsylvania and a top 1% team nationally. Our agents love us because we offer them a successful career, a great life, and an unbeatable culture. Agents who've been with us for at least a year average 30-plus sales. Even our brand new agents average 17 to 24 sales a year. We offer proven systems and expert training. We help you set more appointments and sell more houses. Now here's the offer. If you don't have a real estate license yet, we offer real estate scholarships so you can get one for free. Check it out at realestatescholarshipprogram.com or visit the Tom Tool Sales Group at Remax Mainline at tomtool.com. That's tomtoolwithane.com. Get more out of your real estate career and remember the real estate golden rule. You always get more when you work with Tom Tool. Have you considered a career in real estate? Do you want control over your income? Whether you have a license or not, call us today at 610-692-6976 or visit tomtool.com. Join our team, the Tom Tool Sales Group at Remax Mainline. When you're getting a mortgage, you shouldn't have to sacrifice great service just to get a great rate. At Mortgage America, we've been lending with this philosophy for over 35 years. We have access to great low rates without the complications and delays of big or online banks. We're a local Pennsylvania lender with loan officers that you can actually meet. As PHFA's number one lender, we specialize in all residential mortgage programs, including first-time buyer programs and low-down payment options. For your free pre-approval, call us at 610-439-8000 or apply online at mymortgageamerica.com. All right, all right, all right. We are back on Tool Time Real Estate Radio on WWDB 860 AM. I'm Tom Tool. She's Sarah Time, and she's Stacy Mitchell. And we all work at the Tom Tool Sales Group at Remax Mainline, the number one Remax team in Pennsylvania since 2018, number 11 Remax team in the country for 2022. And we're streaming live every week on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram. Just look up Tom Tool Sales Group. So we have a very special guest here, Alexis Murphy, coming all the way down from Stamford, Connecticut with Tomo Mortgage Network. You can visit them at hellotomo.com. Alexis, you gave a great presentation today. We've been talking a lot. I've actually connected, I think, you you oh, both before yeah. over text. Mm-hmm. Um, tell us about Tomo. Um, I think that, you know, it, people don't really know about the company, but there's a lot of cutting edge stuff here that could help a lot of consumers. And that's what we want to talk about today. Yeah, of course. So we're a mortgage company. We are a financial tech mortgage company. So we're really focused heavily on creating the best experience for um, the home buyer um, and leveraging our tech experience and kind of their their overall online experience um, uh, that way. So our goal really, we're looking to streamline the process um, of buying a home. We want to make it a little bit less frustrating, a little less, you know, we don't want you in the dark. We really want to create um, the best journey for someone obtaining a mortgage and getting into their dream home. So I I would say that getting a mortgage in general kind of sucks, right? (laughs) You've been through this recently. I know I have. Um, And 
it's stuff that as professionals, like I dealt with, and I'm just like, how is this? Ha-? Like I, I've, I've got all my ducks in a row. I've done everything I'm supposed to, and it's still a pain in the butt. Yeah. So what are you, what are you guys doing? I mean, obviously you got some really creative products here that I think are are very very interesting. What are you doing to take the suck out of getting a mortgage? Because it, it is hard, and especially with larger banks. Yep. So first and foremost, we just we want to create an experience where the buyer doesn't feel like they don't know what to expect next, right? We want it to be a, a very transparent experience. What are we going to need from you? What can you expect next? Um, and, and, you know, what are steps going to look like from A to Z? Um, how are we going to get you the financing that you need? So all of that in, you know, it's stellar communication. It's it's fantastic interest rates. It's, you know, leveraging products that we have that really allow um, buyers to to save money, right? Everyone wants to save money, I think. <laughs> and definitely when you're buying a home, that's, that's top on your list. Um, but also, you know, not feeling like there are going to be any surprises. Um, we don't want to get to, you know, the 10-yard line and all of a sudden have to put everything on pause because something popped up out of nowhere. So we really look to, to streamline the home buying process. So, you know, you all as the real estate agent and the home buyer um, that you we don't run into any any surprises and you know we really just create a fantastic experience all around i view lenders as offensive linemen right mm-hmm. you never want to see the lender get name, their name called out you want to want to hear a lot of complaints about them because if that's happening it means something went wrong went wrong yep. so communication to me is is really important um what i really want to talk about is uh, obviously your your ceo greg schwartz he used to work with zillow I've seen him speak about the the company on stage a couple times, and you've got some really cutting edge <laughs> products. And I would say that there, there there's really four of them um, that, that that are available. I'd love to kind of get into each of those. Do you want to unpack each of these, Alexis, or how do yeah, you want to do this? Absolutely. No, I mean I think these are these are we're super excited to be able to offer this to to our customers, and I think this just kind of is is totally in line with what we're looking to achieve here at Tomo. Um, so I'd love to just dive into it and, uh, and chat with you all about it. So, um, first and foremost is, uh, appraisal coverage. So we offer a product called appraisal coverage. Um, and what is that? It's kind of exactly what it sounds like. <laughs> so, um, so good name, <laughs> um, appraisals are definitely a point of stress for agents, home buyers, sellers, you know, everyone involved in a real estate transaction. And we know they they typically can cause delay in closing. They can cause deals to be lost and all of that. And um, and Greg, actually, I'd recommend um, you all look up Greg speaking about appraisal coverage because mm-hmm. he's a really great personal story about, about um, an appraisal coming in low, um, which kind of inspired us to, to go here. But um, so appraisal coverage ultimately is if your appraisal comes in low on a property, we are going to cover um, the the gap in between mm-hmm. um, where the appraisal came in and and where that offer is. So the home buyer is not going to need to buy, bring additional funds to the table. Their terms won't change. Interest rate won't change. Um, and they can have peace of mind that they'll still make it to the closing table. And I mean, that's something that doesn't come up. You can't like, I mean, you can do a desktop appraisal or you can do whatever, mm-hmm. but like that's something that like you're pretty far into the deal before that number comes out. So, Mm -hmm. you know, you're kind of holding your breath there. Like, you can run all the comps, you can do all the things, but, like, until you get that it appraised at, you know, you're just, that's a big, like, what if. Yep, definitely a big question mark, and and more often than not, ways that we find deals fall through or just 
folks having a really bad experience buying their home. You hear horror stories about appraisals coming in low and, mm-hmm. and you know, the buyers just couldn't come up with the with the funds and, and they had to walk away from the deal. So we definitely don't want that to happen. <laughs> or like also um, maybe just never having success, even getting under yeah. contract mm-hmm. because you know that right. if you can't put that in there that you're that you have a certain amount that you would cover up to or that you will cover, you know. People may just overlook you. Yeah. Right. Because there's going to be offers that come in with some type of appraisal coverage for sure. You get the parents' money. I mean, you know, I mean, there's all sorts of ways that happens. So, um, I mean, I I remember very vividly, I think you know the client I'm talking about, where they had to literally pull Mm -hmm. out every single stop. And then even then, they only kind of got lucky that they got the house because of a mutual professional connection. Mm -hmm. Um, So, I, I, I think this is. I mean, I've heard Greg's story about this, but I mean, imagine like you think you're buying this house mm-hmm. and, and forget the last couple of years in the market. Just you think you're buying a house and up oh, didn't appraise. And the seller says, hey, we're not we're not adjusting the price and the buyer doesn't have the money to do it. I mean, that, that that's crushing to a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Had that experience. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And so as far as just kind of taking advantage of this, because I think that's also super important to touch on, um, we just need buyers to be underwritten pre-approved through us um we do have a 10 percent minimum down payment um and we do run a quick address check we just want to make sure it's a livable dwelling um but outside of that if we get those green lights um you know we'll be able to to put in a really strong offer um and be able to to cover that appraisal gap for you guys and and just to be clear so it's got to be a conventional loan with 10 mm-hmm. percent down correct and then you do a like kind of a, a verification process with mm-hmm. your company so it's not a desktop appraisal can take a while. So mm-hmm. I know it sounds like that, but it's not. I nope. just want to be really, really clear about this because to me, like when I heard this, I mean, we, we did a call with Brian, uh, our sales manager, and Wendy, our operations manager, before you came in today. We hung up the call and he goes, well, this is a no-brainer. I mean, I don't know how you don't offer this to people right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're excited. I mean, we're really excited. It's definitely a differentiating product for us. Um, we don't really see others offering this out on the market maybe comparable um, in some degree, but but nothing that quite covers that gap. So we're really excited to be able to offer it. So that's awesome. Let's talk about the extended rate locks. Yeah. Because to me, <laughs> think about the volatility. Imagine if you were that person, you couldn't find a house, but you got like that 5.875 rate in January. I mean, and, and then now all of a sudden it goes to seven. And the, I mean, it, it, people are going in and out of affordability with homes. So take it away, Alexis. Yeah. So we offer a product called Lock and Shop. Um, another unique product that we we have here at Tomo, it is a 120, uh, 90 to 120 day rate lock. Um, they have they hold the same um, cost associated with them. But ultimately, what it is is you're able to lock in your interest rate before you have a property under contract. Um, and for anyone listening, typically when you're working with a mortgage lender, if you're locking in an interest rate, you do need to be under contract mm-hmm. on a property. Yep. So we wanted to give the home buyer the power to lock in an interest rate and have that peace of mind as they go out shopping, um, looking for their home, that interest rates next week aren't going to skyrocket or when the Fed meets next month that, you know, things aren't going to go south, whatever, whatever their concerns may be. So lock and shop is, is that's what it's designed for. Um, it's a $450 deposit. Um, that deposit is applied to closing costs at the end. So you don't really lose that um, if you close with us. And um, we have a one-time float-down option. So if you lock in through Lock and Shop with us, you know you're shopping around and all of a sudden interest rates had a great week, our loan officers will talk to you about your option to float down. um, And you have that one-time float-down option there. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's like that's huge for um, just again taking some uncertainty out of the equation. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when, and even for like us then as agents, being able to when you do your buyer estimate or your closing cost estimate and everything, um, being able to just put in what the number is because a lot of times you're like I usually like to go a little above just so that I think it's better to see a higher number and then mm-hmm. as you actually get under, you know, have it have it come down versus the other way around. But that's great to be able to be like, no, this is the rate that you're locked yeah, in I love at. That. Yeah. yeah. I think that's, it's so awesome for the clients because they're, they know mm-hmm. it's so much more defined. Yeah. And yeah, when you're doing the estimated sheets, it's going to be, cause I do the same thing. Mm-hmm. I'll run a couple different scenarios, but I yeah. always, I always err on the side of like the worst case scenario. Yeah. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Think about just the past two weeks. Yeah. You went out someone on a Thursday the numbers change to Friday, right? I mean, and let's say it takes like a day for the seller to get back to you. Right. Well, you can't lock in because you don't have a signed agreement. Yep. So, I, I, again, certainty creates less stress, and this gives a lot of certainty here. Yeah. And I think it also probably puts a good bit of momentum behind the buyer because yep. they know they have this amount of time. And, like, it's. I think it's pretty easy as you're out there searching and stuff to just be like, I need a break. I'm taking a month off. Mm-hmm. I'm taking two right. months off. And like during that time, like the right home might have popped up, you know, mm-hmm. and um, which I get. It can be mentally exhausting on, on all ends of it. But like knowing like, all right, I'm going to go. I'm going to commit for like, you know, these 90 days and like we're going to go tour the houses that fit and we're going to give it our all, you know, yeah. mm-hmm. and to kind of have like an end date in mind for like if I if I go for it for this chunk of time, like we should be able to like yeah. be done. It's like seventy five hard, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't. I don't get anyone that does that. That's, I'm looking for like seventy five medium or yeah. something. Yeah. Exactly. All right. So we got one hundred twenty day rate locks, appraisal coverage for eligible loans. There's more. So yeah. you've also got um, underwritten pre approvals. I'd like to talk about the first-time homebuyer benefits. I yeah. think this is actually a little more. I mean, getting a pre-commitment. I, I, I you guys are doing it. I, I don't think that's. It's not the most cutting-edge thing, but it's certainly relevant. The first-time homebuyer stuff is interesting, and we got about eight minutes here, so I want to make sure we talk about that first. So, can yeah. you explain that? Of course. I mean, first-time homebuyers. We we work with first-time homebuyers all the time, and they're kind of probably the the core of where our business started from. Is folks who are just starting their home buying search. They've never done it before. They don't know what to expect, right? So first-time home buying, just to clarify, your definition of a first-time home buyer isn't necessarily that it's the first home you've ever purchased. It's just that you haven't purchased, you don't currently own a home and you haven't purchased a home in the past three years. So if you're working with a buyer who is has been renting for five years for whatever reason, Um, and they decide they would like to purchase a home again, as long as they haven't owned a home in the past three years, Mm -hmm. they're considered a first-time home buyer. So just just to to put that out there. Um, But ultimately what we work with first-time home buyers to kind of guide them through their journey, um, you know, as a first-time home buyer with us, you qualify with as little as 3% down um, on a 30-year loan. You'll save thousands of dollars in interest over the life of a loan with up to 0.5% lower interest rate. Um, we That's all subject to, to qualifying information, which is kind of anytime you're looking at anything related to, to financing a home, that's all subject to verification, just so you all know. Um, but, of course, yeah. But yeah, you know, we're, we're looking to help them, you know, not only save money, but but give them the power to purchase a home as a first-time home buyer um, through taking advantage of this program. So 
I mean, again, I I, th- I think it's just something that, especially first time home buyers, it's gotten beaten up a lot in the marketplace. Mm-hmm. I mean, think about like, oh, you're not putting twenty percent down. Don't even like write an offer. Yes. That's kind of what happened the past couple yeah. of years. Yes, it's. Yeah. I would say the only advantage that they had in some cases, if they had enough money to put down stuff, was they didn't have to worry about the contingency of selling. They weren't like stuck in that pocket right. of I've got to sell to buy, but I can't. Um, but I can't buy because I have this contingency and I don't yep. want to sell until I know I have something else or, you know what I mean? So, but yeah, for sure. All right. So, and then lastly, let's talk about these, uh, underwritten pre-approvals. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we have a real time underwritten pre-approval product. Um, this is a, basically gives you the ability if you have your, um, you know, correct in, amounts of income and everything kind of lined up, you're, you're a standard W2 employee, um, and you're looking to get pre-approved with us, um, you can get pre-approved in minutes, and it's an underwritten pre-approval. So we have a real-time underwritten pre-approval um, that can be found at hellotomo.com. You'll start your application, um, and if we're able to real-time pre-approve you, we will. Um, and that typically is done in about, I would say, like six to eight minutes, um, maybe 10, depending on your internet connection. Um, (laughs) but, um, it's, we're basically looking to automate, um, you know, pulling the financial information we need to, um, to pre-approve someone and to, to have that go through our, our automated underwriting system. Um, so it's just less hassle, right? Long are going to be the days of searching through your file folder for your W-2s and all of that. We're, we're looking mm-hmm. to be able to pull that all automatically. So, um, you know, as long as currently where the product stands, as long as it's, you know, you're pretty straightforward W-2 employee, um, it'll it'll be able to be pre-approved virtually instantly. Um, but our underwritten pre-approval process and our pre-approval process in general at Tomo is extremely quick. Um, you know, if you come and engage with us online, we will be – Speaking to you within minutes, um, we'll help you through the application, and we'll have you underproved and or pre-approved, excuse me, in under an hour. So um, definitely look to move quickly, even if we can't get you in our real-time pre-approval just yet. Um, we definitely still look to to move quickly and provide that best process there. Wow, awesome! So you're covering appraisal gaps. Mm-hmm. You're locking for 120 days. Mm-hmm. You're dropping interest rates on first-time home buyers. Yep. Pre-approving wow. and and basically like underwriting the whole loan. Yeah. And on top of that, you're ready to match people's rates. Yeah. Yeah. What else did we miss? We're fun to work with. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds fun if people are getting houses. I mean, I think that exactly. this does help. No, I mean our communication process is is fantastic. I you know as I mentioned a few times, we don't want anyone in the dark, whether that's the agent, the buyer, um, anyone associated with the transaction. We really look to. Um, over communicate to some degree, which I think is helpful while we're all working through a real estate transaction. So, um, you know, we we definitely look to, you know, we're broadening our financial products. We were um, offering the lowest rates available. We do have a rate match, but I will tell you, we rarely, rarely have to use it because typically you're going to save money when you work with us. So um, we're saving buyers money. We're taking the frustration out of the process and um, we're having fun while doing it. So I like this uh, little slogan, I guess, that you have here on your website. The mm-hmm. joy of owning a home should never be overshadowed by the hassle of buying one. Mm-hmm. Just like very true. <laughs> yeah. it, it is a hassle. Yeah. It is. Yeah, very much so. Do you have um, any programs for veterans? We do. We have a VA product. So we do have a VA product um, as well as a FHA product, conventional um, and jumbo. 
Um, we also have a jumbo arm product. Um, but yes, we we launched our VA product, I want to say about two and a half months ago. Been very successful. Um, and we love working with veterans. So please give us a call. <laughs> awesome. All right, so we're getting played out here. So you want to get in touch with Tomo. Go to their website. It's hellotomo.com. Mm-hmm. They have live rate quotes on there as well, which is most mortgage companies give you that nonsense stuff. This is actual live rates on there. So it's hellotomo.com. Thank you, Alexis, for coming on. Thank you. You can follow Sarah. She's on Instagram at ty underscore tie time. It's ty underscore t-y-t-i-m-e. You can follow Stacy at the number two, Mitchco, And you can follow me at tomtool3rd at tomtool 3rd and we're streaming live every week. Facebook, YouTube, Instagram. Just look up Tom Tool Sales Group. And we'll be back next Tuesday on WWDB 860 AM.